Would you want to follow you? Keep asking yourself that question when you're writing that content because that's something people forget about. If you're just making it for other people versus saying, realistically, would I want to follow me? So many different times during this episode, I actually was taking notes for myself. So many little nuggets of wisdom that Ariel shared during this show, not just about kind of managing social in a corporate environment, but of course, she's a, a quite a, a well-known personal influencer as well on LinkedIn. And it's just so much great knowledge and uh, insights. Yeah, I agree. And I also think I laughed <laughs> a lot during this episode because she just has this amazing way of describing social and personal branding that uh, is funny and also true. And I think everyone's going to be really excited to hear from her. Yep, yep. We are definitely excited to bring all of the knowledge bombs she's got to offer. Without further ado, let's get into this week's episode with Ariel Berlinski, social media marketer at Delta Vacations. So Ariel Berlinski, social media marketer with Delta Vacations. Welcome to Social Pros. Thanks for being part of the show, being part of the community. We are excited to talk about travel and all the things you are up to uh, at Delta Vacations. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here today. It Indeed, indeed. We... Um, we all love travel. So this is not going to be a conversation where we have, where we struggle to I'd come up with questions or uh, steer the conversation. But I guess I, I just want to give, uh, of course, every listener in the world knows who Delta Airlines is, who Delta Vacations are, but maybe give some added perspective on what you specifically are up to with Delta Vacations on the social media side and how, uh, how that looks. Sure. So Obviously, like you said, people know who Delta Vacations and Delta Airlines are, but I feel like now more than ever, especially post-pandemic, people are just determined to travel and they are looking for all sorts of inspiration in any possible corner of the internet that they can because there are endless itineraries, tips and tricks and secrets of local spots that people need to be checking out. And now for all the work I do, I try to make sure that we're putting out engaging, immersive content that keeps people coming around even before they contemplate booking a vacation or even after they just came back from a trip in and of itself. You always need to find reasons to continuously spark that wanderlust from within and find reasons to have those moments of savability with that content and coming up with new witty ways to establish that not only for our followers, but also the bond they have with us to trust in us and the recommendations we're giving them. That, I mean, that in a nutshell just describes everyone's wanderlust, I think, especially in the last year or so. I'm curious, uh, you know, from your work, the work you've done uh, in social, do you kind of see this filling the gap between trips where people are like, I just need some, I just need a break in my day. And so I welcome anything in my feed that is travel related, or do you see it more feeling like I'm actually looking to book something to Greece or, or Mexico or one of the many, many places you have 
uh, vacation packages? Is it sort of the assist in finding out more information about the destination or just keeping people like a little break in their day? It's a mix of both, right? You don't want to just say, here's this product, here's this package, you should buy it. Because after a while, people get bored with the idea of that. With social media marketing, the biggest focus point I always emphasize to people is establishing a sense of value. How is even having that little wanderlust inspiration post helping to put a smile on my face in my day or giving reason to have a conversation and call up one of my cousins and say, you know what, we're going to book that trip that we've always said we wanted to do. And before, especially when you looked at markets, it was more millennials who were willing to invest their money and experiences over items. But now, and especially after everything we went through being cooped up indoors for so long, People realized how important it is to make the most of this beautiful world and this life that we live when we have the opportunity to do it. So finding the balance of the happy medium of that is definitely key. I agree. I think that's so important. And I know that something that you care about, and I also care a lot about it, is um, audiences and people. So I'm curious how you sort of think about the different audiences that you have to speak to. You know, you just touched on generational differences. How do you make sure that you have content going out that sort of feeds all the needs of the various audiences that are following you? I feel as though one of the biggest important touch points you can have is having constant conversations with your followers and giving them the space and the outlet to share Insights, inputs, for example, for Delta Vacations, our largest organic engagement happens to be on our Facebook statuses, which blows a lot of people's minds because you think that's kind of like a dinosaur archaic moment. But people, I might pose a question, what's the greatest packing tip that you've ever received? And to start that conversation going where people relate and find someone in Chicago, who does the same crazy thing that their grandma taught them to do in the second grade, it starts to build that relationship, not just with the brand and the caring, but the people and, and seeing what they're about. And when you might ask for a hidden gem of a coffee shop that you found roaming around Italy once, we start to get those tips and we can share it with our people too. So the more that you show that human voice and that genuine care for the people who are taking the time to follow you, let alone engage with you, the more that they're willing to stick around for the long haul. And they care about your content, even on the days where they're not necessarily purchasing your product. Yeah, I think that's so valuable. And it's interesting. It's sort of like parallels when you travel and you run into people and they give you recommendations and you're sort of cultivating that sense of community online, which I think is so special. You mentioned that a lot of people are engaging and writing in and all of these things. How do you or do you harness some of that content and put it back into what you're putting out um, as a brand? And sort of how do you think about that, knowing that you have these great people that are passionate about um, travel? Through 
tips and highlights that our followers will share with us and even just intensive research that I do, I establish when coming on board to the team what I call Travel Tuesdays. And there are ways to highlight destinations that we offer, but hopefully showing those little local secrets or ones that aren't just your stereotypical things that everyone already knows they're going to go to see, such as you fly to Rome, you want to see the Colosseum. Should you do it? Absolutely. But everyone already knows that. So what is that next level, that further step that we're giving to you to show, again, that we really care about not just scratching the surface at a high level of what you should be doing, but making experiences unforgettable to just the umpteenth degree that we can. I love that you uh, referenced the Facebook status update because uh, to me, I, I, I don't post like a ton myself on Instagram, but I, when I do, I just, I don't, I don't do stories. I don't do reels. I'm like old school, just photo in the feed type of person. And it's kind of the flip phone of social, but I love it. And even on <laughs> Facebook, they, you know, that, that, is still a place you kind of you have to go where the engagement is right you don't you don't uh, you have to you can't assume too much uh, of your audience you have to follow them and if that's what they want to do that's what they want to do and finding finding those ways to tailor to the different audiences maybe our older audiences kind of lean into the Facebook statuses but it's our our younger ones who want to see the okay but when I go what is that visual going to look like? What is that scroll stopping picture or video that I'm going to be able to put onto my content to look and mirror all of those influencers who are living my dream life for just even a moment or a week of my time? I think that's so interesting. It's like, um, I think <laughs> personally, I get travel anxiety. So like the more I know, the better off I am. And I think you do alleviate some of that stress that comes along with trying to plan a trip and knowing what to expect and all of those things, which I think is amazing. But you're also simultaneously giving this picture of what could be. And I think it's exciting for people to feel connected and start planning and dreaming because of the content that you're putting out. I, this is just personally curious. Do you have any stories about people who have connected with your content and then booked a trip because of it? It's just curiosity. No, all, <laughs> all the time, even when I'll do a story series, highlighting a destination and take them through six things they could do while they're there. And you'll see these comments that just are a highlight in your day and remind you why you do what you do, where you'll see a response of, I'm finally going to take my mom back to Barcelona because she was born and raised there. And after seeing this post on a Travel Tuesday, I know now more than ever, it's the time for us to experience that sense of bonding. And we even had a nationwide contest where we were giving away vacations and people were telling their stories on what the reason is that they would want to go on the trips. And it wasn't just because, oh, this sounds really cool. And I want to experience this touristy attraction, this tacos on the streets of Puerto Vallarta. It was a, 
a young man who wanted to propose to his girlfriend and take her on the trip that she always dreamed of for years. It was someone, again, who would want to go and visit ancestors that they've only ever contacted over social media, but wanted to be able to have that in-person connection and experience like they've never had before in a family reunion that they deserved. And I think that's kind of the beauty of all things in the travel industry. It strikes a chord beyond buying an experience. It's further identifying yourself, your beliefs, what you value, and having kind of a refresh and a reset as you look at your life and say, what do I really want to be doing? What do I really care about? What am I learning about these communities and these incredible places that I've never stepped into, but I can step outside of myself and my norms and just be a sponge to all the beautiful things in my environment around me. And I think that's a really cool thing. I, I loved, um, I mean, just in the last day, at least the last day from when we're recording uh, this episode, uh, you you had a post on on Instagram that said the limited window to book your perfect getaway does not exist. And I, I love that because you, the assumption would be that Delta Vacations, you're going to be posting about the limited time to book this particular deal or this particular trip. And so much of your content is is not that. I mean, uh, I do occasionally see you know, deals that are, are limited time for the most part, your content is about kind of just the inspiration and the dream and the, uh, the enjoyment of the planning process. I really appreciate that. I think again, it's, it's speaking to the human experience. Companies have to learn to get outside of their boxes and out of their heads and really feel and relate to what people want to see and want to be reminded of. Because when you do that, you hit a really sweet spot when it comes to marketing on social media. Do How much convincing or conversation do you need to have internally within your team to kind of coach them that that approach is better than the, hey, this is a deal, book it now type of thing, which they instinctively may say, well, we maybe prefer to do that because we are in the business at the end of the day of selling packages, how much conversation do you, or is it, has it become more of a, an instinct and a habit for, um, for your team? I would say it has been such a warm, welcoming, open conversation since I started working there. The beautiful thing about their culture is they really want to hear what the fresh meat arriving on the scene of the company has to say. And I think it says so much about leadership that they understand if we want to progress and we want to grow, and I believe this to be true for any company, you need to be willing to hear out the people that have fresh eyes and perspective on everything you're doing, because you can become kind of numb to it and get stuck in a situational routine. But when you are willing to understand the perspective of the professionals that you trust in, because obviously you hired them for a reason, you will get those really great results because it is especially my job to have a pulse on what's going on in the industry and what are these target audiences looking for, these target customers. So there have been 
nothing but great support through the process of really helping them to expand their voice in that way. Luckily, no aggressive growing pains, I would say. Really glad to hear that. (laughs) Uh, We do know how important it is for those fresh voices coming in and making sure that you're taking those into account. Something else that you talk about sometimes that I love is that a lot of people have this perception that working in corporate marketing is boring. And obviously your job is not boring. (laughs) I guess, like, what advice do you have for social peeps working in corporate marketing on how you kind of stepped out of that and started to have fun on social and you, you know, this brand especially is able to sort of break out of that corporate box a little bit? I had a very unique journey from college up until now on knowing I wanted to do social media marketing, but not exactly knowing the perfect dream job of where that's going to take me. And what I tell people all the time is you need to care about what you're posting about in the company you work for. If you hate finance, like I do, numbers bore me to tears. That's literally why I went into social media. You shouldn't be doing social media for a financial group. You, and I know it's easier said than done, but try to sift through and make it your goal when applying to companies that you care about their value system. Culture is very important. You will see it quite clearly through the interview process. And the more people you talk to, pick their brains. Ask as many questions as you possibly would want to know the answers to and know that when you have a supportive environment and a positive culture that only wants to help its people grow, even if you don't end up being placed in a space where you like what you're posting about, it will help you get to the next step. And for me, I've always been obsessed with travel. How can you not be? It's such a non-stop ever-changing industry just like social media and marketing itself you are constantly trying to reevaluate and learn and understand what is going on what the next platform is what's going on in the algorithms you're educating yourself non-stop and i feel like it works on our brains in a beautiful way but the more that you have those honest conversations with yourself and you really make those lists of what matters to you and what matters a little less, it'll help you to navigate more in those directions and reach out to people who work in the companies that you think you want to be at. Message people who are in your dream role, even if it's not a company that you've ever heard of. Ask to have 10 minutes of their time to just say, how did you get to where you are? Or if you don't have that time to pick up the phone, let me just email you a couple questions because I think it'll really help me to better navigate my journey. Information is power and you will succeed with it the more and more that you inquire. That is amazing. Uh, and it actually is a beautiful segue to uh, another thing we, we really need to kind of touch on. And it's something I, I, I just love about the social pros community is how multifaceted a lot of most of the people in the community really are. Uh, some would say even multi-hyphenate individuals. And I think you're among that 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 group because not only do you do amazing things on uh, on the Delta Vacation side, very cool, and I absolutely think all of you should go follow Delta Vacations 
uh, on Facebook, look for their status updates. But on on the personal side, the personal branding side, you also have amassed quite a a brand for yourself on on LinkedIn. And I believe you even crossed an important threshold somewhat recently. We can maybe grab a glass of whatever's near you and raise a toast to that. But um, how do you kind of fit, first of all, uh, just share a bit about what your approach is on LinkedIn because it's it's amazing and fun and insightful uh, and it's different, which is uh, something that sets you apart. So let's kind of start there. Great question. Well, I used to think of LinkedIn as my personal hell on earth. It was the place where you woke up and said, crap, I need to go scroll and find a job today. I need to go network. It became like homework in the real world. And one day I woke up and realized that people started to be storytellers and they weren't just posting about a job opening. They weren't just posting about that new promotion that they got. People were talking about real life, the experiences they were going through, the pain points they were hitting, the bit of inspiration that they wish they heard when they were early on in their career. So I started to notice this. And then post-grad, because people were intrigued with my job and knowing the journey to get there was a long one because I graduated, I was in the nonprofit space, then I went to freelance, then I went over well over 50 interviews with different companies until I found this and it was the perfect job for me. And locking it down, people wanted to hear and see more of that behind the curtain of how I was doing what I was doing. And I started doing come along with me journeys at work where I would take my take my equipment and go experience these vacations from start to finish to show our audiences that immersive journey. And so I was like this in-house influencer. And that was the story that I could start to tell. But then with my college, they were asking me back and students would speak or ask questions when I was on panels to say, what can we do to kind of break and crack this code of tailoring our resume the right way, writing the right cover letter, giving the proper responses and job interviews? How do I even learn what I want to do? And all of these questions and then some kept coming my way and I'm responding to emails or taking calls and thought, I'm going to be one of these people on LinkedIn. I'm going to be the one who starts to just talk about things, not because I have all the answers, not because I'm 20 years into my career, I'm only 26. I want to be the one that says, I'm just human. I don't have it all figured out. I'm flawed just like everybody else, but I have a pretty cool job and I've learned a lot of things along the way. And I want to give people the same confidence and empowerment internally that they feel to have conversations with their leaders on this is the vision of where I want to go in my career. And how do I do that? Because there are people who are 45 and are CMOs who might not even be comfortable sharing a piece of truth like that to those around them. 
I like to break the mold, the stereotypes, and just be unfiltered, raw, and unapologetically me. And to be able to do that on LinkedIn as a creator every day is kind of magic for me. And to know that there is that want and need for it in the world, I just want to make people's lives better and hopefully continue to bring ounces of hope and joy into their lives and their careers and just who they are as people. Love everything you just said. And as someone who does follow you, also love your content. I think what's remarkable to me is that you just, correct me if I'm wrong, started doing this a few months ago and you've amassed this amazing following and engagement. And I'm curious, and maybe you don't have a formula, but what is your formula for like understanding what you're going to post and how people will respond to it? Or is it a lot of just testing and learning and kind of figuring it out as you go? Great question. So I only started a few months ago, which still blows my mind. And I don't follow a formula. And I know people hate hearing that. But anytime I've always been this way, my mom will tell you this growing up, if every single person in my grade said, I'm joining the basketball team, I was not going to join the basketball team just because they were doing it. If it didn't serve me or serve my purpose, why? When I started to pay attention to creators, they would write the formulas of you need to be posting carousels. You should be posting selfies with every post. You should be doing X, Y, Z. And again, that felt like homework. And if everyone's doing the same thing, you become like carbon copies of each other. I don't want to be anybody else. I want to be Ariel, unapologetically unfiltered and show up every day. And the formula to that is do what works best for you. If videos are your thing, post those consistently. If you care about long form writing, writing was always been one of my passions. Put that into your work and what you're putting out. But as long as you're making a conscious effort to be consistent, that is key. People will sniff out if you are just trying to mimic anybody else. But no one, even though some people can mimic you, there only is one you. And people will notice and they will gravitate to it. So just keep showing up and keep being yourself and watch what happens. And we do need to raise that toast because you crossed an important milestone, even though maybe not something you probably keep track of all the time, but you did cross an important milestone recently, which was? I have officially reached over 1 million impressions in my short amount of time of posting, which blows my mind to think that many people have stumbled upon my words. That's truly a dream of mine to be able to share things that I care about, whether I'm making one of my sarcastic memes or I'm talking about different changes in the marketing industry or finding ways to give deeper insights about problems that arise that are conversations that people aren't necessarily comfortable having. The more I speak my truth and see this impact that's happening, I still pinch myself and I can't wait to see 
where it takes me next. Yeah, I mean, you, you posted, I, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, I saw this, uh, haven't you heard, and LinkedIn is cool now. And I think in part, it's because of people like you who have chosen to make the platform kind of, you know, come to life through their own personality. And I've, I welcome it in my LinkedIn feed. I see a lot also of just boring marketing people talking about boring marketing stuff that I don't even want to read fully. So I, I welcome the the, the break and in, in the personality. So congratulations to a million. Um, if we were recording later in the day, we might raise an actual toast, but we will, we'll do a coffee toast or a tea toast in the meantime. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you so much. No, it's true. People, people get bored from the regular update from Todd from accounting. And I like seeing that people are willing to just see things that never were there before. And even if it makes some people uncomfortable, that's kind of what happens with innovation. To get to the next level, you have to make aggressive change. And to be a part of that change and be a reason that people look forward to getting on the app, that's all I could ever ask for. Don't be boring Todd from accounting. That could be a shirt in your merch collection that will soon to follow, I'm sure, <laughs> given your success. Don't be boring Todd from accounting. Be cool Todd. Uh, well, of course, we want people to go follow you. So on on LinkedIn, you are your Ariel Dash Berlinski uh, on LinkedIn. Is that right? Oh, you can just type in my name, Ariel Berlinski, no dash, and I will pop right up. Pop right up. Please do. I mean, tons of just really in, insightful and witty content. And um, it's uh, certain to delight your feed, be it on your phone or your computer. We can't let you go without the final two questions that we ask all guests of Social Pros. Are you ready for the final two? I'm so ready. Lay it on me. All righty. I'll kick it off. The first question being, if you could, even though you kind of already did multiple times during this episode, but if you could give a single piece of advice to anyone who wants to become a social pro, what would it be? It's a wonderful question. So even though I mentioned before, being consistent and being you really getting out of your head, which is easier said than done, about what everybody else is doing. Because you need to think about what is the value that I want to show up with that nobody else is. Or even if they're in my same category, what's some a different angle to this approach that I wished I was reading more about or watching more on every time I scroll? And would you want to follow you? Keep asking yourself that question when you're writing that content, because that's something people forget about. If you're just making it for other people versus saying, realistically, would I want to follow me? It's something you have to be honest with yourself about. I love that. The would you want to follow you question is so important. And I think both for when you're working and when you're building your personal brand, those are the questions that you have to keep asking yourself. So great piece of advice. All right. Question number two, if you could have a video call with any living person, who would that person be? Okay. This one is easy. My answer would be Ryan Reynolds. And here's why. This man stepped into an industry of acting and managed to 
get out of being typecasted with the roles that he was put in. And then people started to gravitate to him because he was truly himself, no matter what the situation was, and was always honest about it. And then he took that magnetic energy that accumulated such a great following and turned it into the ultimate personal brand where his investments, I mean, he touches everything from soccer to gin to mobile company. I mean, he does it all. And yet it's still, even though so vastly different, ties perfectly to who he is as a person. And I believe that we can all learn something from him with that great mindset of not just being a hilarious person, but being a true innovator in the world of business that we live in. And fun fact, his middle name is actually Rodney. So he's Ryan Rodney Reynolds, which... (laughs) I didn't know that. I think that's great. I think if we had the two of you on a video call, there would be a lot of magnetic energy um, (laughs) in that call. So I hope that you get to have that call with him someday. All right. Ariel, thank you so much for spending time with us today. We had so much fun talking to you and we're so happy that we got to have you here on the show. And Social Pros listeners, thank you again for listening to what we hope is your very favorite podcast in the whole world, Social Pros. Social Pros.